Stripes was the first R-rated movie that I saw over somebody's house on HBO, you know, and um, <laughs> at the time, you know, it wasn't, um, it, you know, we, I, I loved Bill Murray and uh, I loved Russell Ziskin, the character um, that Harold played, but, you know, uh, at the age of 10 or 11, whatever I was, the appeal was much more than them, but um, over time, I mean, those characters and those lines and those scenes have have become classic uh i mean we're gonna play some clips today and you know um and i'm sure you guys are all thinking about your best stripes film so i encourage you all to give us a call at 855-E-WEEKLY 855-393-3559 let's talk about harold ramis let's talk about all these films that he's done um starting with animal house and meatballs and going all the way through um I guess analyze this and knocked up and all these great films that he's done. It, it's it's been an amazing career. He was only sixty nine years old and uh, he's gone way too soon. Um, let's start with a clip from Stripes, uh, which he was both uh, writer and uh, I'll have to check about. I can't remember if he directed, but he was definitely the co star with Bill, and they were a great great comic combination. Let's listen. Zitsky. I've always been kind of a pacifist. When I was a kid, my father told me, never hit anyone in anger unless you're absolutely sure you can get away with it. I don't know what kind of soldier I'm going to make, but I want you guys to know that if we ever get into real heavy combat, I'll be right behind you guys every step of the way. That was such a great character because, you know, that film was all about Bill Murray. That's why I think everyone went to the theater and it was kind of the quintessential Bill Murray character. And then Harold Ramis is kind of his, uh, you know, smarter and kind of more intellectual friend. He was the perfect, perfect sidekick. What I loved about Harold Ramis, he, from his SCTV days, he brought along, you know, John Candy. There are all these people that were kind of this troop and had all of these amazing um this kind of rotating um, cast of characters that they would play and they would continue through, you know, many years to work together. And it kind of gave you this sense of, I don't know, comedy comfort. Yeah, I mean, like, that was definitely part of the whole Ghostbusters mystique was that those three guys just, just seemed like they were in everything together for most of the time that I was growing up. Like, even if it wasn't a Ghostbusters movie, that was like a little sense of they were that team just off screen and, and on at the same time. Yeah, there was so much, and, and you know, uh, I mean, Ghostbusters was a comic hit in the way that kind of Hollywood hadn't seen. I don't know, at the time I wouldn't say ever, but like it was bigger than I, I mean, it was almost the Star Wars of comedies at that time. I mean, that became such a huge box, you know, a summer blockbuster with Bill Murray at the height of his fame and his kind of comic abilities playing that character that he had kind of perfected. You had... um Dan Aykroyd, you know, playing that perfect character. And then you had Egon, you know, like you had Harold Ramis, who who kind of was this completely different flavor, you know, and had so many great lines and scenes. I think we have a clip from that one. Well, let's say this Twinkie represents the normal amount of psychokinetic energy in the New York area. According to this morning sample, it would be a Twinkie 35 feet long, weighing approximately 600 pounds. <coughs> That's a big Twinkie. That is a big Twinkie, you know, and he also <laughs> had that great Hudson. line, um, you know, where uh, he's kind of, 
inadvertently flirting with Annie Potts's character, you know, and she's <laughs> yeah. telling him all things uh, about her. She, you know, she's trying to make small talk, and he just kind of turns and says, "I collect spores, molds, and fungus." And I thought of that again because there were, you know, um, with the news that he had passed away today, there was some, uh, you know, there's an outpouring of tweets from celebrities who had also, you know, just grown up with Harold Ramis films, and you know, one from Jimmy Kimmel says, "I collect spores, molds, and fungus." Condolences to the family and friends of the great Harold Ramis. Um, I think, you know, as time has gone on, his films and his sensibility has really kind of shaped so many. Yeah, totally. Know, what? I mean, from the Judd Apatow school, um, you know, to the office. I mean, like he's kind of had his DNA throughout all these things everywhere yeah well and it's funny because like talking about Ghostbusters it just seems like every movie now that Hollywood makes kind of wants to be Ghostbusters you know Mm. this sort of this this comedy with these sort of actiony supernatural elements but also you know like it's funny because his movies I feel like you know growing up I experienced them as a kid and I thought Ghostbusters was hilarious Caddyshack was hilarious but I mean you know they also very much work you know it's sort of like almost the contemporary DreamWorks model of here is a comedy that if you're a grown up you're going to think it's hilarious for very different reasons that if you're a kid thinking it's hilarious and it just seems like he sort of managed to find that groove in in, in a lot of his work in the 80s like before anybody had ever really figured out what that groove was by the way um Please don't be confused. I am not having a conversation with myself and just kind of using two different voices. We've been joined by Darren Franich in the past few minutes, so it's Darren Lamford and myself. Um, I guess what other go- I mean, uh, what other Ghostbusters movies? That would be Ghostbusters there 2. There was Ghostbusters 2. What other Harold Ramis film, I, I guess, kind of stands out to you? I mean, like, where you were like, wow, this is this is something that I don't, I don't get to see that much in comedy. Well, I just, one of my kind of semi more recent or like kind of um influential ones and it wasn't even a big part for him but he played Jack Nicholson's doctor in as good as it gets and uh we were talking about this earlier that you know as Harold Ramis got older he transitioned into what was kind of almost like a fatherly figure in comedy you were saying that Jeff yeah, kind and, of a comic elder yeah, yeah. And he had that, and you could see it even from, like, that Stripes clip you can hear. There's There was a kindness about him. Like, he was the straight man, and he was very deadpan, but there was also always something about him that was, like, I don't know, kind of warm. Yeah, mm-hmm. he had that kind of smile. I mean, like, especially in his sort of, as you were saying, in his sort of later roles, he seemed to exude this generosity. It's funny, because, like, along the same lines, I always think of him in um, in Knocked Up when mm-hmm. he played Seth Rogen. Oh, oh uh, which uh, I think we, might, we, we, we made a clip of that, but he played Seth Rogen's father and it's sort of an incredible I'm gonna be a grandfather you happy about that absolutely delighted this is a disaster no this is not a disaster an earthquake is a disaster your grandmother having Alzheimer's so bad she doesn't even know who I am that's a disaster (laughs) this is a good thing this is a blessing I have a vision for how my life would go and this Definitely is Wait, not. Is this your it. vision? Are you living your vision right I now? I am kind of living my vision. Well, that is sad. I'm telling you, <laughs> life doesn't care about your vision. Okay, <laughs> stuff happens. You just got to deal with it. That's Harold Ramis in Knocked Up, a Seth Rogen's father and soon-to-be grandfather. 